roasters, what we do. Light them up, drink them down. Whiskey and cigars all around. Cheers, y'all. That's the sound of a party just about to happen, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, my friends. Welcome to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally as the world-famous Smokin' and Toastin'. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Welcome to our radio affiliates. Welcome to those of you uh, streaming us online, listening on YouTube, wherever you are, however you get the show. Thank you for doing so. We are glad to be here. It's show number 340, which means we've done 339 of these so far. Puts us... Like right at halfway to 400. And no one has stepped in to stop us. <laughs> no one will. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the reason we keep saying that is because very early on we made that point. Like, we, oh, we've done 75 shows and nobody has ste- tried to stop us. And some guy got really annoyed by that online in the comments. So now we try to say it whenever we think of it. Yes, just, just as, to, much, as yeah, much as we can. Because we like pushing those buttons. That's uh, <laughs> that's what that's what does it for us. Our uh, show today is going to be talking all about tequila time, and we're doing tequila time with Herradura Tequila. And our guest is Will Brooks, who is the Tequila Herradura brand ambassador. Should I stop trying to to say it? Correctly, you know, because you, it doesn't do, really yeah. work, does it? <laughs> well, that, I, I think it sounds beautiful. Okay, all right, good. As <laughs> long as uh, the more you say as, it, right. yeah. As long as we, <laughs> if Lithiana were here, our tequila expert, she would, of course, be. It would be rolling off her tongue like poetry. Her to her, it's not even an accent. Her, it's just the way right. she speaks. Her pronunciation She's is a, just. It's a beautiful thing. You know, people always talk about people always talk about French being a beautiful language. I think Spanish is a beautiful language. Yeah. It's just just so poetically beautiful except when it's like blasting out of the pickup trucks that drive around my <laughs> building at night at 149 decibels uh, it's uh yeah well and even then it's got some poetry to it but it's just you know I, i've never understood these guys that drive around with these really loud stereo systems but they're not good like they're all treble uh, yeah. or, or, or or the bass rattles or there's so something badly. rattling so yeah, bad yeah. on their vehicle <laughs> yeah it's like it doesn't guys it's loud but it doesn't sound good you know you know you should probably spend more money on fixing the rattle rather than more loud <laughs> exactly that's exactly right well welcome to the show i'm excited about any show that is uh, uh going to be focused on tequila and of course we'll be talking about other things too but we'll be doing a lot of tequila tasting because will has brought along a fine assortment of tequilas from the head of line so um Pretty exciting. Yeah, how many expressions did you bring total? We've got five total, plus a little mystery one for you. Today. Challenge accepted. That means we're going to get started early, is what that means. That's right. Because I, I like that. How long have you been uh, uh, a tequila ambassador? So I've been doing this for just over four years as ambassador for Tequila Heredera, but my passion for agave has been going on for quite some time. Nice. I'm, I'm super fortunate. My stepfamily's from Mexico, and I started visiting there, and I just fell in love with the spirit. And nice. the culture behind it, and it, mm-hmm. it just totally grabbed me in. So I was in the whiskey world for the longest time, moved over to tequila, and here we are. And how did you know this guy? Because it was Ian that uh, lined you up to be a guest on the show. Yeah, Ian and I got connected through a good friend of ours, uh, Roberto Rivas. He's oh, an amazing yes, he's on the show. Yeah. Yep, yep. yeah, I know he's been on here before, and he he's such a great bartender. He's hooked us up, and we've had a, a good time chatting and always wanted to get on here so thank you for having me well we are thrilled to have you today and we're thrilled to to be tasting uh, some of these fine wares that you have uh, brought with you so uh so we'll get to that momentarily i uh wanted to mention we have some beer tasting to do as well and give you a little preview of that we'll be tasting from the fontaflora brewery 
their Doom Tree. I've never it, even heard of it's that. It's a Kolsch-style lager, and they are from Nebo, North Carolina. So first time with this brewery, first time with this beer. Should be interesting to check them out. Uh, from the Brick and Feather Brewery, another one I don't think we've I've had never on the heard show. Of that. They are out of Turner Falls, Massachusetts. We'll be tasting their Positively 11th Street Dry Hopped Pale Ale. So All right. looking forward to that. And uh, finally, uh, a, a brewery that we've had their beer on here before. Not only that, but I've actually been to this brewery. I went there on my summer vacation for the family reunion this year. I grabbed uh, Adam, our producer in the sky, and uh, my wife, and we uh, went to the uh, Guadalupe Brewing Company, which oh, is in you a, told kind of, me a little bit about kind of that. middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. uh, New Braunfels, Texas area. And I was blown away by their beers. Everything I tried was good. So on the way out, I got a couple that I didn't get a chance to try uh, in bottles. And we'll be doing the, uh, the last one of those today. It's their Peanut Butter Texas Honey Ale. That sounds so looking, awesome. Yeah, yeah, so looking forward to it. By the way, it was... It was kind of like raved about by some of the people sitting around us when we were there. I didn't actually try it there, but I was trying some other things that were great. So you haven't uh, even tried this one So I have not tried this. That's awesome. And, so, and this is one of those. And again, I don't believe these guys are commercially available anywhere, but I do recommend you go check them out if you're in that area. I, you know, I was in that area this weekend. I wish I would have remembered that. I would have gone by there. Yeah, you would have enjoyed it. We, the, went, by, uh, we went by Real Ale and we went by mm -hmm. Allstat. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and by Garrison Brothers, actually. Oh, so. nice. And, you know, Garrison Brothers, uh, we talked about this last Last week they're teaming up with an Irish whiskey uh, yeah, to I do a, a collaboration, so that should be something to nice. look forward to. So yeah, uh, so the spirits, of course, will be Herodura today, and we are excited about all of that. Plus, we have a segment on the program that has become quite popular, uh, though I don't really necessarily understand why. Uh, it's called Drinking News, and it's the part of the show where we bring you a story that may or may not be about drinking, but that is always best enjoyed if you've been drinking. And judging by the amount of Herodura I see here, uh, we will have by been the drinking time we by get the there, time yes. we get there. Yes. Our Drinking News <laughs> teaser headline for today. Wow, what was that? You, I, you I caught a, my fingernail on a string. Errant string. Yeah. <laughs> we want to try it again. Let's I guess. do it again. Our teaser headline for today. Oh, there we go. How many times have I told you not to leave your crap on the floor? All right, so we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Plus, this is Gar Aficionado has given us another another article with urgency attached. It's about, Ooh, who's there right now at the end? It's about Can 10 it? outstanding cigars to smoke right now. Oh, that's right. So oh. so once you hear this, you'll want to run out and smoke all of them right, <laughs> right now. now. Yeah. Uh, but that will be, uh, that will be coming up. You have, to, you have to imbibe it with a sense of urgency. Well, that's you know? right. Well, that's what it's all about. It's, a, it's you know, in the world of, of clickbait and headlines and people trying to get you to click on their articles, there's been more and more of this emerging that's trying to add a sense of urgency to what you need to click here right now. We, we picked 10 cigars out. You won't believe what happened. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I'm really excited about this. I'm going to give you a, a, a test today, uh, Ian. All right. Going to give you the beer IQ test and see how you score. Okay. Look, it's a craft beer I, IQ test. So very excited about uh very excited about trying the, the All right, let's. I'm, all right, I'm, I'm yeah. there for it. I have a feeling you'll we'll figure do well. out how smart I are. Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling you'll do well. So, uh, so anyway, looking forward to a lot of things on today's show. So let's jump right in, and I'll start by asking you, Ian, if you had the opportunity to smoke anything interesting. Well, this now week. it's funny you should mention that because mm -hmm. I did by normal. I, w I went by uh, Casa this morning, and uh, kind of wandered around. I picked out something that's been out for just a little while. I, I got the uh, Crown Heads Capa Especial. This was the mm -hmm. Lancero, seven mm -hmm. and a half inches mm -hmm. by thirty-eight ring. 
Cengage. So I felt all uh, classic and dastardly yes. while I was smoking. I, need, I felt like curling my mustaches yeah, up would, a little that bit. That would work for you when you have the Lancero. Yes, exactly. Really the, whole <laughs> image, <laughs> the whole image would fit perfectly. I like it. That's, you see what I'm going for there, right? Mm -hmm. This comes with the uh, 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 Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, uh, uh, Nicaraguan binder, Nicaragua filler. The appearance on this dark chocolate brown in color, leathery and oily, veiny and somewhat lumpy, pigtail cap on the end. That's where it's got the little, you know, little yeah, bun right yeah. there at the end. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's got the Ford Kicks band on it, limited edition 2022 band, and the crown head's footer on it. Keep in mind, this cigar is like seven and a half inches long, so that takes up approximately uh, one-eighth of the real estate <laughs> of this cigar. Exactly. Um, Semi-firm uh, overall with some soft spots. The pre-light sniff on this, I got barnyard, I got earth, I got cedar, some fermented grain, uh, and raisin. Had a little bit of that, like, you know, when you walk into a... a, a distiller or a um or a brewery you get that kind of green mm -hmm. yeah that, that sort of yeah that sort of yeah pure it's nice. green. It's, yeah so it's, it's a beautiful thing i wish i could just have a candle to smell like that um the pre-light uh uh pre-light sniff on this barnyard uh earth cedar fermented grain raisin pre-light draw i already said that one sorry I won't, i'm going ahead here pre-light draw punch uh is what i used to open it up had a light draw to it um got uh, some sweet tea raisin leather malt fresh cut hay cedar and a cinnamon tingle on the lips you know how sometimes you'll uh It'll leave that flavor on your mm -hmm. lips. Uh, certain uh, leaves will. The uh, initial light on this comes in with the Nicaraguan Pepper Blast. Bum, bum, bum. And this this was no joke at the beginning of this cigar. It was like, <laughs> hello, I'm for, here. For a little cigar and come in yeah, with that much that, power. That, that little Lancero came in swinging. Uh, I, I got sweet coffee and chocolate. Retrohale is sweet cedar and black pepper. Um the first third of this, wasting no time getting into its profile, massive plumes of smoke provide notes of leather, coffee, sweet cashew, nuttiness, and chocolate, underlying raisin and cinnamon thread throughout. Uh, the retrohale was pepper and cedar and sweet chocolate, flaky ash, perfect burn. Interesting thing about the retrohale on this is, uh, you know how, especially when you get something very peppery and very strong, the retrohale can can kind of burn the nostrils a little mm -hmm, bit. Mm -hmm. Not at all. The retrohale is actually way sweeter than you would think the entire time. It's yeah. really, really nice. Because usually if the cigar's got a lot of power, the retrohale will be very full. Right, right. Uh, and this this one had such a sweet retrohale to it. I was enjoying that almost as much as the rest of the cigar. Uh, the second third of this, pan the pepper ramps up to include kind of a white pepper sensation at the back of the palate, balanced by uh, sweet cedar, malt, and chocolate flavors with a hint of coffee. Cinnamon persists on the lips. Uh, the retrohale is peppery, woody, and sweet Flaky ash, perfect burn. The uh, last third of the cigar, pepper ramps up again, bringing the flavor profile up to full. Uh, less sweetness, more cedar and leather. Underlying sweetness is, is less prevalent overall. Cinnamon on the lips, retrohale is less spicy and more sweet, which is weird because it got to be a stronger cigar. And the retro hell got even sweeter. Interesting. Um, right. Uh, uh, the flaky ash, perfect burn all the way through this. This cigar cost me $11.95. I give it a solid five. Nice. You're getting exactly what you pay for on this cigar. It is a it's lot worth for every Lanceo. penny, but it's really good. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm going to uh, tell you about my cigar in the next break. Uh, but I think we might have time just before we go to break just enough time. to do just a little sampling of this first tequila that Will has poured for us. And I oh, assume we're, a... we're starting with the Blanco. Is that right? We are. We're starting the Blanco. Um, so at our distillery, we call it silver. But there's something really cool here you may notice. Do you see the color on that? 
Is it a little bluish? Yeah, it's it's not perfectly clear, right? No, right. it's a little yeah. yellowish. It's almost yellowish, like straw yeah. hayish color, right? Yeah. Right, right. So I what, was seeing a reflection off the blue here. Yeah. So doesn't that. that normally come from aging, though? That that color? It does. So what we've done here is something that we don't see very often, if at all, in tequila, and we've given this a chef's kiss. So we've popped it into a barrel for 45 days. It's not aging the tequila. What it's really doing is allowing that carbon filtered area yeah. to kind of come through and smoothen that tequila out. Smooth it out a little bit. Yeah. And that's what gives this it that smells, little trace of color. This smells yeah. a little bit sweet. It's very classic tequila with right. a little sweet it is all and a little it. citrus mm -hmm. on yeah, the nose. There is like a little citrus there. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a, completely nailed it. I mean, I get a little black pepper in there as well. Oh, black pepper right on the... Uh, on the uh, like the initial sip of it, it's delicious yes. and sweet. Yes, but you do get the pepper. So you get the little, you know, I don't want to say burn because it's not really a burn, but you get the little tingle of the pepper, mm -hmm. and then you get this sort of pure agave uh, uh, taste that kind of goes upwards on the palate. The retrohale on this is pure agave sweetness, too. Mm -hmm. It's so, so nice. It is. I, I think that's my favorite thing about this brand is that we have this beautiful agave finish. So after you taste all these crazy flavors, bam, the agave comes right. in very strong at the end. I, I get the feeling this would make some really excellent margaritas. It does indeed. Yeah. And and isn't bad for just sipping by itself either. You know, a lot of Blancos, or I'll be real honest with you, or Silvers. They can be a little rough. Yeah, a little rough for the sipping. But this has got such a great finish to it. And it doesn't really have a, a burn at all. There's, there's a little bit of heat, but there's not... Anything that, that kind of makes you go, yeah, I wouldn't want to just sit and sip the this. The flavor you know? profile on this is so good, though, that I feel it's almost a crime if you were using a pre-made margarita mix. You kind of want to <laughs> make all that fresh. Well, I'll tell you my secret. It's what I keep at my house. Okay. Well, there you go. You have a bottle of this now? Yes. This this terrier, the, the blue, yeah, right there Has at my house. All right. Very good. Well, we'll uh, talk more about it when we come back. I'll tell you about my cigar, and I'll tell you my secret, Delicious. by the way. Uh, if you are making margaritas with a margarita mix. Mm. Salute, gentlemen. <laughs> Cheers. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, our show about all about, uh, of course, uh, craft beer. Fine spirits and hand-rolled cigars. This is some of my all, favorite things. We've already tasted some fine spirits. I have a feeling they'll be getting finer as we go. And uh, <laughs> also, uh, we've talked a little bit about cigars. I want to tell you about the cigar that I smoked this week. The cigar I'm going to talk about is one of the most unique cigars I've ever smoked. The Fratello Vice Versa, which, oh. uh, which uh, you'll see uh, here if you're watching the video of the show. Uh, I picked it up at the Humidor at, at Specs in Midtown Houston. Fratella Cigars was launched in uh, 2013 by a former NASA analyst named Omar de Frias. And the vice versa is unique, not only among Fratella Cigars, but among all cigars, because it's essentially two cigars in one. It's a 7-inch by 52 ring gauge, and both ends of the cigar are capped. That is because half of the cigar is said to be mild, and the other half is said to be full-bodied. Once I really understood what it was that I had bought, because I don't think I even realized it when I first bought it. <laughs> it just I got it home, and I was like, what is going on here? I realized that the cigar that I'd chosen for this week was either going to be a really innovative idea or a total gimmick. So let's take a look at, at what I thought. The Vice Versa features an Ecuadorian Corojo wrapper, Indonesian binder with tobacco from Nicaragua in the filler, and there's also some leaf from Pennsylvania. My guess is that may be part of the milder side, oh, like, right. a, uh, a, like a, a Connecticut-type uh, mm. uh, tobacco. The pre-light sniff 
wasn't too different from one side to the next, earth, hay, and barnyard. I decided I was going to smoke the mild half first. So that meant that I snipped the mild side, used my punch on the full side, and that was what I actually you mm-hmm. know, put in my mouth to smoke. And I, then I checked out, of course, first the pre-light draw. The cold draw gave me earth with a little sweetness and notes of dried fruit. And uh, so I went ahead and lit the mild side and got started. The first puffs were a little bit unusual. I, I felt like I got a base of earth and leather from the full side that was closest to my mouth. And uh, over the top of that, maybe some more conventional, milder cigar notes, cedar and toast and a hint of creaminess. Hmm. So a very different vibe from any mild cigars that, I, that I've smoked before because of that base of sort of earthiness and, and, and leather. A sweet, creamy note uh, emerged about an inch in along with toasted nuts. But what made it so different is that the stronger tobacco that I was pulling the milder smoke through gave it a bit more heft and left a little bit of a peppery tang on on the tongue. Uh, The first half of the vice versa was really enjoyable. Although I wonder if someone who really prefers mild-bodied cigars would be comfortable with as much pepper as I was getting. Uh, I really liked it, but I'm a medium to full guy as far as my sweet spot. So I was really curious about whether I'd noticed the change at the halfway point Mm -hmm. when it went and uh, and whether it would be gradual or whether it'd be all of a sudden. And right around the middle, I was still getting creamy toastiness coming through the layer of pepper and earth. But the answer to the question is yes. I noticed the change immediately when it hit the halfway mark. Like a switch. And and, uh, all of a sudden, that next puff was just stronger. Uh, Earth and leather moved to the front. I got dark roast coffee and pepper, but the toasted vibe pretty much disappeared that I'd had in in the light side. Dried fruit and toffee made an appearance with pepper and leather on the retro hail. The second half was definitely full-bodied, so it ramped up quite a bit from the earlier, creamier strength. Construction was surprisingly good. Reason I was a little surprised by that is you got to assume this is not an easy cigar to roll. The fact that half was mild and half was full had to be a lot more challenging than than most cigars to blend and to produce. Uh, That said, while the burn was a little wavy and I did touch it up one time, the cigar smoked really well. No serious burn issues at all. I only bought one of these, so I can't speak much about what the experience would be like if you flipped it around and you clipped the full side and smoked it from the mild side. I would guess, though, based from what I got doing it the other way, is that mild cigar lovers might want to clip the full side and smoke the mild side first because once that full side burns away, what you're left with is just the mild. And so uh, I think it would lighten things up a bit. Based on the way I smoked it, a very interesting journey. A lot of fun to smoke. It's a limited release, so grab one if you're interested. It's a $15 cigar, but I will give it a 5 Price to quality. Big salute to experimentation. Nice. Thumbs up. And I really did enjoy it. So not a gimmick, a solid five. Uh, okay, we got to take a break. We will be right back because it's tequila time, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll also get into the first of our craft beers today. It's smoking and tasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, our program with all original sound effects, and we are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, well, and, and original sound well, effects. Well, we do sacrifice a beer every time we do the beer sound mm-hmm. effect. I want you to know that while, um, uh, while we're tasting tequila, there are no salt or limes being harmed during the it, recording of this know. episode. And also, if I could paraphrase a popular uh, Christmas uh, movie, uh, every time uh, a, a beer is, is sacrificed... Cruising and get wings or something like that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what. I don't know. I, that didn't come out like I wanted it to, but I think you get the gist of where I was headed with it. So, uh, Will Brooks is here with us. He is the brand ambassador for Tequila Heredura, and we will get back to a little more of that in a moment. But first, 
Let's taste us some Kolsch, shall we? This is from Fontaflora Brewery. Uh, again, first time I think we've had any of their beers on the show. And it is a Kolsch-style lager beer. Ian, is there any info on the can? Well, this is called... Doom tree, doom tree, doom tree. Now, I would expect, <laughs> I would expect doom tree to be like a, a, you know, a, an imperial stout or a, a or a, an IPA for with some, like you know nine percent or for something. something called doom tree. It's got kind of a happy looking. It really is. It's very that. floral, very uh, very kindly if, looking. Maybe somebody could let us know. Maybe there is such a thing as a doom tree, and that's what the bloom uh, looks like. A cold style lager beer brewed with local elderflower and fresh lemon zest, oh. brewed with water from our wells and. 78% local ingredients. So I can pick up a little of that elderflower in on the nose. Collaboration with Arizona Wilderness Brewing Company. Oh, cool. Interesting. Arizona yeah. Wilderness, even. I didn't know there were any plants left alive I've, in Arizona I've been to the summer, Saguaro you know? uh, National Forest. And yeah? It's, it's pretty bizarre to yeah. just be surrounded by cactuses. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, a national oh, forest, coming from. A national forest that's all cactus. It you is, know what yeah. That is? That's a perfect Liliana holiday. Is what There's is. not a lot of shade there, <laughs> yeah. by the way, and, yeah. and what shade you get, you have to stand in a very specific uh, mm -hmm. position to get any of it. <laughs> <laughs> you just brought to mind so many Roadrunner and the Coyote That's cartoons right. just now. That's exactly. I'm glad what you I guys of. understand where I'm coming from. Well, this is uh, this is very interesting. It is the word I'll use to describe it is bright. You can get the citrus. You can get that there's a little bit of that elder flower. There's, yeah, it's floral I, and bright. I don't, I don't know what elder flower tastes like exactly, but there is definitely a floral characteristic to this, and uh, pretty pretty drinkable. I think. What do you I, think? It's actually pretty nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would. I could drink this under a cactus, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just lean right back up against yeah, it. Yeah. No, don't do that. Uh, this would, this wouldn't uh, this wouldn't be a bad summer beer though at mm -hmm. all because it's so bright and refreshing. It is pretty crisp, as Kolsch's tend to be. There's a sweetness to this, too, that's mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of interesting that I wasn't expecting. It's, it's got to be that elderflower. Something. Yeah, yeah it must be something to do with that. Something in there. It is, it's, it's, it's good, not, though. It's uh, not like... It's not like lavenderish because it said something about like lavender elderflower, didn't it? No, no, it just says uh, elderflower, um, local elderflower, and lemon zest. And lemon zest, okay. Well, I was going to say I don't really get the lavender, which I'm glad because I'm just not a a lavender. You may remember our mystery beverage uh, last oh. week was that <laughs> was, lavender beer. It was like this would be really good if it was just the beer and wasn't lavender. <laughs> no, I generally avoid things. All all things lavender <laughs> yeah. is is like that that. That nose will get in. It'll mm. get into my nose, and I won't be able to get rid of it for. Plus, a I think while. I mentioned my ex-wife chewed lavender gum, so oh. it's just a bad memory. All uh, yeah, not a good thing. Not so much. Uh, but yeah, this, no, this, this is... on the other hand is quite delightful. <laughs> quite. Uh, you, uh, you know, you have me at, at, at Doom Tree, right? It's there's got to cool be. There's got to be a reason for that. And then I kind of got lost a little bit when I said elderflower and lemon zest, but right, you don't think of that as Doom Tree ingredients no. necessarily. Mm -hmm. Uh, but this is quite good. I'm I'm enjoying it more and more as I drink it too. Yeah, this is good summer beer. If you got it around, you enjoy mm -hmm. it. You said it's from North Carolina. It is mm -hmm. from Nebo, North Carolina. Nebo, not, North not, Carolina. I'm not familiar with Nebo. Are you? I'm not at all. I I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina for a while, mm -hmm. and the beer scene is great in North Carolina. Charlotte's some, a pretty hip town, isn't it? It is pretty yeah. hip. There's a lot of good breweries, so I'm not surprised that this is as tasty as it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a it's a hip town, but then again, as I think our final beer will prove today, don't even, doesn't even necessarily have to be a really hip town to have a great brewery because New Braunfels, <laughs> Texas, is yeah, 
it's it's not necessarily the it's, it's a bit of a retirement town, town right, right right yeah it's, it's a little you know, kind of a slow then, chill during the summer place. it's it's kind of a party town well because people come to float the yeah. river and and uh, drink uh, you know summery beers on the river yes so. yes they have one drunk and debauchery there <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right uh but anyway i i enjoyed that i i would recommend it if you are uh if you come across anything from fanta flora brewery I would uh, suggest you you give it a try. It's it's very very good. All right, so we're moving onward with uh, tequila now, and uh, uh, I was wondering, will you you brought like five expressions with you plus some some sort of mystery beverage? Um, in is are all of your tequilas the same in terms of uh, ABV? Yeah, that's an amazing question. They are. So that's not always the case in Mexico, but right. here in the U.S., that forty percent is like the sweet spot. Um, right. So from an import perspective, you'll always see the expressions in the U.S. side about 40 percent. OK. Um, so that silver tequila we tried, we, mm -hmm. we do have one more Blanco tequila, but you can only buy it in Mexico. And it's called Blanco de Regional. It's a slightly higher proof. OK. Um, so that'll change a little bit. And Does that make it come across a little sweeter? It, you get. OK. So also there's none of that barrel, that kiss, chef's uh -huh. kiss of the barrel. So you get a lot of yeast. You get a lot of our natural yeast in it, mm -hmm. um, which is one of my favorite things that we have at the distillery. So it, it really shines there. Otherwise, very similar profile. Well, I'm glad to know that because the next time I'm, you know, like vacationing in Mexico and stop for supplies and stuff, that'll be something to get because it's something we can't get here. Exactly. So, yeah, Got to do it. Fun, fun times. So this one, the next one, uh, definitely a more yellowish uh, straw-like color. This is your Reposado. Yeah, this is our beautiful Reposado. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test you guys real quick. Do you know how long we have to age a reposado for to call it reposado? Nine it's, months. It's not very long, right? It's not very long. It's just two months. Oh, two months. Yeah. Two so months. So yeah. Just two Nine months. months is the añejo, right? Um, once we get up to 12, 12 okay. then we get to añejo. So you have this space in between. Now, this one's aged for 11 months. Okay. It's always been aged for 11. And what's really cool about what we're sipping is this is the world's first reposado. Oh, no kidding. Really? really? Yep. You were so, the first people to come out with the Reposado. Yeah, they heard a kind of flagship the Reposado category um, with this beautiful one. It's it's. And it's I'm going to I'm going to assume there weren't añejos at that time either. That's the funny part. That there were. There were. Yeah. So the Reposado category technically came afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. It's, it's very. It's kind of crazy how it all happens. But yeah. So uh, on the nose, this has that very signature citrus. Things still happening, but with other stuff, like you yeah. can smell. You can tell that there's almost some, like a caramely kind of thing. Right, some elements of aging, the caramel, the vanilla that you get a little bit of on the nose. That and then, of course, there's the classic the, uh, the tequila, the agave, you know, going on. Yeah, you nailed it with that caramel, too. That's a huge, huge element that I get myself. Um, and we taste it, too. It's oh. a real testament to our cooking process. Oh, there's almost a little chocolate at the very finish of this. Now, I'm going to say something. This is, what does the Reposado retail for? Um, so it really depends on what state you're in and what happens. Okay. But typically we're seeing that here in Texas, like this is a one liter bottle. Um, you can also get 750s. Your 750s, which is more standard like this like for at size, home. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you're going to see that come in right around just at the 40 mark. So under. Uh, what I wanted to say about this is that this Reposado, if you are an Añejo snob, like I have a tendency to be. I mean, I, I like tasting all of it, but when I buy a bottle, it's almost always an Añejo. This to me, performs like an onion. It's got the things that I look for and I feel like are worth paying a little more for for an añejo, it are the notes that this already has as a reposado. We talked about the caramel and the vanilla. It's got it's got a little bit of that working just in tandem with the agave that really makes this 
a, a really spectacular, uh, really spectacular for a uh, reposado. Yeah, it's one of a kind, definitely. I mean, that barrel notes are stronger than you'll get in mm-hmm. most reposados. The average is two me, to four months. So. And that's what I'm looking for to get. The barrel notes are what really, what I love the there's most. There's a that woody kind of astringency that uh, leaves you kind of wanting another sip uh, after after a few moments. Mm. It's really nice. It is. It pulls you back in almost, yep. doesn't it? Yeah, that's so that's a huge testament to our cooking process. Now, what's really interesting about everything we're tasting is it all starts as this silver tequila. I was going to ask if it the all same starts juice, as the same right? distillate, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you've got to nail that. So if you've nailed your your Blanco tequila, then the rest of your line can can really shine as well. I'm I'm a pretty pretty impressed. Uh, I, this is uh, I don't think I've had your Reposado before. I've had your Añejo, which I really like, um, and I think I've had the the silver. But I have. I, this is the first time I've had the reposado that I. Remember. I agree. I've definitely had the silver. I don't know that I've tried anything else from the line to be honest with you, but I've definitely had the silver before. No, we're gonna go through this it is, today. This is all new to me. Mm. And you'll see, we aging is a huge thing at at Tequila Heritage. It's, it's a major part of what they do. They're sort of the best in the game at it. Um, you may have heard of Brown Foreman mm-hmm. with Jack Daniels, Woodford Reserve, Old Forester. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our parent company. So we have the luxury of being one of the only distilleries in Mexico for tequila that has their own cooperage. So we're mm-hmm. able to make our own barrels. And we use that amazing um, same wood that you'll get from the likes of Woodford and Old Forester and those experts in the barrel world. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. I dig this. This is uh, this is working for me. <laughs> and and believe me, I'm an Añejo guy. Like I'm, it's not that I don't appreciate the most, you know, reposados and blancos. I appreciate them for what they're for. But when it's time for me to plunk down my cash at the uh, liquor store, it's almost always going to be a reposado. But this would be this will now be on my purchase list. I'm going to have sure. to up my home tequila game. Yeah, yeah, I think you should. Yeah, we're going to have to do that for sure. Yeah. And and, and <laughs> I know a guy. And when you <laughs> when you do, invite me over. Noted. After after you've upped the after game, after I've upped the yeah, game, then, don't then, dare then do it before. Yeah. Don't you right. dare invite him over <laughs> before yeah. that. Uh, I think I have something to do that day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How's your tequila come? <laughs> oh man! All right, so um, uh, very impressive. I, I look forward to. If the reposado is this good, can you it's, imagine? It's going to get pretty exciting as we as we uh, progress uh, through all of this year. So I am, I am very much uh, very much looking forward uh, to this. Let's. Uh, we got enough time. Yeah, I think we got enough time. We can talk about these uh, these cigars. I'm just sorry. I'm stalling because I'm trying to find. I just, right now. I just had it, and I don't know where it went. Uh, so I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll, I'll find it, and we'll come back to that later. Let me uh, go ahead and tell you about some cigars to watch for, some things that are coming soon or have just arrived at your favorite tobacconist. The very unique CAO Mortal Coil is back. We had the Doom Tree. Mm-hmm. Now we have the Mortal Coil. The Mortal Coil is a good cigar. Part of the relatively new Arcana series, CAO Mortal Coil debuted in early 2021, featuring a leaf or two of the Andula tobacco mm-hmm. in the filler as its defining tobacco. The blend's back for 2023, and the cigars started shipping to retailers uh, last week. Apparently, brand managers are saying uh, the fans spoke and they listened because uh, they brought this thing uh, back. And Dula is a type of tobacco that's quite different from most found in premium cigars. Rather than the bulk fermentation that most uh, tobaccos go through in the industry, Andula is rolled into long cylinders, then it's tightly wrapped in palm tree pods, and they hang it like sausages. And after two years, the leaves turn into compressed logs of sweet, concentrated tobacco. And so that's what's in 
the middle of this uh, uh, mortal coil. Somebody uh, came cigar. up with this process. Yeah, oh, a, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there was no, this was no textbook. Uh, oh, here's how you do it. Somebody invented it. Uh, it'll be packaged in twenty count boxes uh, and made at the STG Estelle factory in Nicaragua. Uh, the cigars will uh, come in a Toro size and uh, just that size, and it will be eleven ninety nine. But will be I think I think worth uh, checking out. Uh, you know, I had one uh, last year. Yeah, you at, talked at about that. It was, it was yeah. quite good. You talked about that. Definitely. Another very unique cigar is the J.C. Newman Yagua. Uh, no two Yagua cigars are quite the same shape. And J.C. Newman says that that inconsistency is actually the point. Uh, the the Yagua line is a series of rustic farm-style smokes produced without molds or pressure. Uh, and they just do uh, 1,250 boxes that ship to uh, retailers uh, just recently. I'm going to have to it, try that just for fun. Yeah, it debuted in 2021. The unrefined Yaguas have found an audience, and that audience uh, kind of actually surprised uh, Drew Newman from the uh, J.C. Newman Cigar Company. He says, it continues to shock me that Yagua has developed a cult-like following. He says, I, don't, I didn't want to make Yagua to sell. In fact, I didn't think cigar enthusiasts would even like it because it breaks all the cigar making rules. Uh, <laughs> it's misshapen. It's unattractive. We roll it with under fermented tobacco. No two of them alike. Uh, they roll them while the tobacco is still kind of wet and pliable. So right. these are going to be butt ugly cigars. Uh, they really are. But but apparently people love the flavor. Uh, they're produced in Nicaragua uh, and they come in a crate like box of 20 uh, that is wrapped in Yagua, by the way, uh, because the tobacco is under fermented. Uh, they age them for one year after they were. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Next allotment is expected to go out to retailers in November. And finally, the CLE Cigar Company has announced the Asylum 11 for 2023 is now shipping. Asylum 11 was showcased at the PCA show uh, last year in Las Vegas, and this makes the fifth in this line of cigars, which began with the Asylum 7 uh, back in 2019. Uh, it will uh, land in the hand of retailers across the nation this week. It's a barber pole blend featuring a Mexican San Andres and a Habano wrapper. Oh, I'm into that. Binder and filler are Honduran. Christian Arroyo, the founder and president of CLE Cigar Company, says they wanted to create a blend uh, that would take the smoker on a wild ride. Uh, the flavor bomb of a cigar is extremely complex. Two distinct wrappers, while complementing each other, will also keep the smoker's attention due to the frequent flavor transitions. A little bit like what I was uh, talking about right. today. Uh, so the Asylum brand is known for and will continue to be known for its unique blends. And they're excited about uh, putting it out. Two Vitolas and 20-count uh, boxes. And you can expect each oh, each cigar is in a coffin, by the way. Each individual oh. cigar comes in a coffin. Uh, $21 and $26 are the... MSRP wow. for these. So these will be pricey. Super premium. Ones you might want to look for at a cigar shop near you. We're going to look for some more tequila coming up. We will still have drinking news around the corner. And I'm going to have Ian take uh, <clears throat> the beer IQ test and see how you do. So that'll <laughs> be coming up. It's smoking and toasting. Or smart. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Which, speaking of, by the way, I did find my article, so we will be getting to those uh, 10 great new cigars to smoke right, right now. Yes, and you'll want to run out and smoke them, like, immediately. Yes. All 10 of them at once. With urgency. <laughs> like, the, remember that, what was that old uh, 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 movie they used to show you in uh, back in elementary school to try to convince you not to smoke? Oh, and it had yeah. the guy who put all the cigarettes in his mouth at one time. <laughs> he was smoking those. like 50 cigarettes. Yeah, that's that's what you'll kind of be like if you go out and smoke. Because that's what happens right now. when you start that. That's right. 
Uh, it's a little bit like Reefer Madness. We, uh, <laughs> yes, there's a scene of Reefer Madness like that in, in, yeah. in it too. Yeah. Uh, Will Brooks, who is the brand ambassador for Tequila Heredura, uh, is in the studio with us today. Uh, we've just raved about the Reposado. Now we're moving on to, uh, is, is this a Cristalino? Is that what this is? You nailed it. You nailed yeah. it. Cristalino. So we're, it looks like we're taking a step backwards, doesn't it? Because it's perfect. Right, it looks clear. like we've moved back it's, towards the Blanco. It's visually jarring. I, I, I picked this up and I expect by its looks that it's going to nose a certain way and mm -hmm. it's very different like see and i keep i keep thinking of, of us heading more in this direction in that's terms right. of color you know uh, that darker one but this one is clear and that's because you guys distill it extra right it's, we do a little something special to this it's a charcoal filtration process so what we've done there is taken a 25 month aged añejo tequila and we're going to put it through this charcoal and this charcoal uses and utilizes some coconut husks when we do that, it takes all the color away, makes it really smooth, and imparts some unique flavors on it. Well, and one of the unique flavors is coconut, because mm. you do pull that out you of there. You can smell from like the coconut a coconut husk. oil yeah. kind of yeah. thing on the nose. Yeah. And there's, but it still has a citrus kind of background, although the, the lemon... Kind of uh, the lemon note has changed a little bit. The citrusy mm -hmm. note has changed mm -hmm. a little bit, much like when you heat up a lemon, like the nose on it changes a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of a warmer kind of thing this is a very accessible tequila it seems like to me like uh, i'm gonna guess that this might be one that first time tequila drinkers would kind of gravitate towards because it's a little bit easier to climb on board with this with the sweetness and stuff if you if you're not used to you know tequila flavors and stuff yeah especially if you are looking for those that age profile this is a great way to get into that i mean you keep mentioning those citrus notes which are really important to what we do because we have this incredible natural open air fermentation process so when we ferment our tequila we have this big barn that has no doors or walls on it and when we fill that tank up the natural yeast in the air will attack it now this yeast has been growing for you know over 100 years on citrus trees 16 different varieties of wow. them all across the distillery so it's a unique flavor to us i mean it's like a fingerprint um, and we taste that with the notes yeah, of citrus. Yeah. But it does change as you do things like a filtration process on that. It yeah. impacts the tequila in the tank yep. and gives it, wow, well, that's so cool. There's such a round, like, coconut boldness up front on this, too. 100%, yeah. That's followed by that that warm uh, warm agave kind of hug. But this is almost on its own a cocktail. It occurs like, to me this would be amazing in cocktails. Yeah. Like, would bring this sort of tropical-ish flavor to a cocktail that would just be perfect for certain things like you could i was thinking there's probably some rum drinks that you could make with this tequila instead that would be amazing you cruise you just took the words right out of my mouth that is exactly how i recommend using this like lower glycemic index replace it for rum it's barrel aged but it has those coconut notes it's tropical right, right. a daiquiri pina colada like mm -hmm. all day a I'll great bet. option uh, a, a mint julep even with this a might mint. be pretty good. Mm. Julep you know? even. Yeah. You know, Herodura are the official tequila of the Kentucky Derby. We had our first year of that uh -huh. last year. So you do see Ultra out at the track and you can enjoy it however you like. So. What does a bottle of this go for? So this typically runs about 60, which is amazing for this category. Most Cristalinos, 80 you, plus. You know, started 80 bucks at least. Yeah. 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 That actually is really cool. I love that. So to come from such an iconic distillery at that price point is, is incredible. How long have you guys been making this one? So this has not been around nearly as long. So our brand was founded just over 150 years ago in 1870. But this has been only been on the market for, I want to say, 15 years or so, 15, okay. 20 years. It's a relatively new product for us in the grand scheme um, of how long we've been making tequila. But it's still been around. I think this type of tequila is just now starting to get popular. When something like this comes along from you guys, 
Did it likely start with the distiller who said, hey, I've got an idea, I want to try something, or hey, I've been experimenting and this is what I came up with? Or does it come more from the ownership saying, what if we tried to make a tequila that was like this? Uh, which which way which of those two ways is more is closer to the creative process for putting out something like this? Yeah, I mean those are the two main reasons these kind of things happen. So I think you nailed it, and it's a bit of both. But the funny story behind Cristalinos are we the story in quotation marks is that a brand was like, hey, we we ran out of silver tequila. What if we filter it? Will it taste like silver again? And we can just bottle it as silver, even though it's an mm-hmm. añejo. And that didn't work, obviously. It still right. doesn't taste like the original right, right. tequila. But it gave birth to something like this. Exactly, yeah. 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 Happy mistakes, that's what we call them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mistakes. Uh, I, I love this. I, I think it's just, uh, it's so approachable. It's maybe the most approachable of all the uh, tequilas we've had so far. Yeah. Uh, particularly for you, if you've got a friend who goes, uh, and everybody has a friend who does this, oh, yeah, I don't do tequila. I had a bad experience. <laughs> We've all had that bad tequila experience, yes. trust me. Um, but it's worth it hanging in there, especially if you can uh, sample something. That like sentence this. works no matter where you put the comma, by the <laughs> it way. It so totally does. <laughs> totally does. Uh, we'll put a comma right here and take a break. We will be right back with more of Smoking and Toasting, our program all about craft beer, fine spirits, hand rolled cigars, and today, clear tequila. Mm, tequila. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Our show is all about craft Ooh, beer. Ooh, did you hear oh, that? Oh, 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 oh. Okay, I'm completely distracted now. What just happened? <laughs> craft spirits just that happened. Was, that was awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, opening the bottle of uh, Herradura Legend, the uh, Tequila Añejo, which I'm very excited about getting to. And we will uh, here in just a few moments. Uh, you're listening to Smoking and Toasting or watching it. And uh, we are uh, proud, by the way, to uh, welcome our affiliates from uh, <clears throat> around the country. Thank you guys for uh, signing up, being a part of the I've been waiting to say this. Ready? Dun, 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 the Smoking and Toasting Network. Oh, didn't that sound good? Didn't that sound good? Uh (laughs) You heard it first right here. I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. Uh, I would uh, just mention that uh, uh, Smoking and Toasting is heard uh, every week on great radio stations like News Talk KBIR 1230 in Burley, Idaho. Population 472. Salute. Love it. Remember that old hee-haw thing where they used to, they'd all come up in the cornfield and salute. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the population of Burley, Idaho is, but we're thrilled to be on Burley. So <laughs> thank you guys for uh, for having us. Uh, no, our our show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. Ian is as, as big a craft beer fan as anyone I know, and so I thought we would give you something I stumbled across for International Craft Beer Day last week. Uh, I have the uh, craft beer IQ test for you. So I'm going to make you, that. Opening the can it was very it was, dramatic. It was very more more so dramatic than uh, than than normal. I'll come in, Bubba. <laughs> yeah, that was his answer to the first question. By the way, right, uh, so we'll just go ahead and mark check mark for number one. Uh, number one, uh, and we're starting out easy for you here. Yeah, All okay? right, uh, IPA stands for Indiana Pale Ale. True or false? <laughs> that would be false. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, oatmeal Stout's color ranges from dark brown to black. True or false? True. All right. Here's, uh, let me see. There's 10 questions here, and then we'll go through the answers. Uh, session beer refers to what lawmakers consume while federal or state legislatures are in session. True or false? I, I love that. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously false, but I love that. <laughs> okay. You got to go with true then. <laughs> right. right. I, I kind of want to say true, but, you know. Uh, Adolphus Bush, who helped found Anheuser-Busch, 
fought in what major conflict? Uh, let's see. Probably not Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Probably. Uh, that was going to have to be the Civil War. Okay. He said Civil War. We'll see if you're right when we get to the answers. Old Style was first crafted in a Southside Chicago neighborhood. True or false? I'm going to go true on that. All right. So you said Civil War. You said true. Uh, number six, prohibition banning the sale and manufacturing of alcohol began in 1920. When did it end? Uh, officially ended in 27. Is that right? 27. Okay. We'll see when we get there. Uh, the song Stronger Beer spoofs cultural differences between England and France. True or false? I have no idea about that song. <laughs> okay. You wanna... But but I'm going to say that uh, since I can only name w one decent French beer, yeah, I'm going to go with yes. Okay, go with true. Um, number eight, beer originated in Germany in the 1400s. True or false? Um, I Beer as we know it, beer as a category. Let's go with true. Okay. Uh, number nine, less than 100 breweries in the United States existed, or less than 100 breweries existed in the United States in 1978. Approximately how many are there now? Um, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> True. Okay. Like, I'm going with that answer. Uh, there are uh, 3,000. 3,000. Okay. What product do Drew Carey and his friends make in the Drew Carey show? And what is the special ingredient? I feel, I feel like we're getting a little specific now. <laughs> I mean, I know that Joe Walsh was his neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's funny, but I have no idea. All right. So let's go through the answers. The first question was, uh, uh, is, what it, does IPA stand for Indiana Pale Ale? You said false. The answer is false. It's India Pale Ale. Uh, question number two, oatmeal stout's color ranges from dark brown to black. True or false? You said true. True is true. Correct for number two. Uh, number three, session beer refers to what lawmakers consume while federal or state legislatures are in session. True or false? I wanted to say true, but yeah, I know that it's, it's actually false. false. Yeah, session beer typically has lower alcohol content. Uh, number four, Adolphus Bush, who helped found Anheuser-Busch, fought in what major conflict? You said the Civil War. The answer is Bush served in the Union Army during the Civil War. There you have it. Number five. Old style was first crafted in the Southside Chicago neighborhood. True or false? I think I said true on this. I think you did, but that one is false. The beer originated in Wisconsin. That was not bad because I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Prohibition banning the sale and manufacturing of alcohol began in 1920. When did it end? You said 1927. Uh, I wish it had ended in 1927, but it stretched on to 1933. So oh, darn. lasted a little bit longer. So uh, the song Stronger Beer spoofs cultural differences between England and France. True or false? You said false? I said true because I can You're only true. name one decent French beer. Uh, okay. Francis Connor is the only one I can even think of. All right. uh, the answer is false. The two countries of the song are U.S. and Canada. Uh, so yeah. so uh, all right, were, were people pitting Molson against... Uh, uh, I guess Budweiser. so. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, talk about a like unfortunate contest just from, for, just from the get go, right? <laughs> uh, beer originated in Germany in the 1400s. True or false? Um, I said true, but I feel like beer's been around longer. Yeah, I think you are right. It, uh, uh, evidence of beer production dates back to civilizations, including ancient Egypt. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that beer helped create civilization. Like, I think you're probably right. Cultural, mm -hmm. in, uh, like. 
like the whole like uh farming and everything like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, yeah growing the growing the ingredients for it and, and people and, think i do a lot for beer yeah like, <laughs> people think i'll go to long lengths for a beer less than 100 breweries existed in the united states in 1978 how many are there now you said a lot i and said three thousand was a good number as of 2022 more than nine thousand breweries dang in the united states yeah that's a that whole is, lot so i was kind of wrong but you did say a lot so that in that way you were right it's gonna yeah. take you guys a while to get through those <laughs> right mm -hmm. uh and finally uh question number 10 uh, what product did Drew Carey and his friends make in the Drew Carey Show, and what's the special ingredient? The product is Buzz Beer, and it consists of beer and coffee. Oh, nice. Ooh. So, yeah. So Real Ale makes that. So, yeah, beer and coffee? Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is coffee porters. Mm -hmm. Darn good coffee. Darn, darn good coffee. And, uh, a question I would have asked is, what kind of beer does Homer drink in The Simpsons? Duff. Mm, Duff beer, yeah. correct. Yeah. That would have been an easy one, but still, still an important one. All right, you popped the uh, top on this can a little while ago. Tell me what we're drinking here, my friend. Uh, what we have here, my friend, is Brick and Feather Brewery, mm -hmm. positively 11th Street, dry oh, yes. hopped pale it's ale. It's a dry hopped pale ale, so get lots of citrus on the mm -hmm. nose. Tons mm -hmm. of citrus. Mm -hmm. Tons of citrus on the nose. Um, it says, keep this beer cold and drink it fresh. I was going to do the opposite. <laughs> it's a, and we're not too far from it. It's June first. We're a little off, but yeah. Um, I'm, I'm underwhelmed. Um, I had a feeling you wouldn't like this one. Um, I, I love the citrus on the front. It gets bitter on the end in a way that I thought would be off-putting to you. It's just bitter. I like it. I like it. It's bitter. Actually, makes me think of an ESB, which I, which surprised me because you like ESBs. Yeah, but it's not that kind of good, yummy bitter. Mm. It's just bitter. ESBs are so different. You know, it's such like a it's like. Bitter. Uh, you know when you accidentally get that little bit of um, pecan shell in your mouth, kind mm -hmm. of astringent, astringent bitter. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the, and that's not the same kind of bitter that you get in an ESB, which is a yummy. I want to drink some more bitter. So, so I'm not going to tell you this is my favorite, but I do pr pretty 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 much dig this. I like it. Really? Yeah, I'm going to agree to disagree. Yeah, with you I, uh, I I would pass this by. I would pass my cup over to you for some more. <laughs> you may have more. <laughs> so, Where are you falling on this one? Uh, well, I'm right down the middle. It's not my cup of tea, this style of beer as it is, but uh, it is very light. I think if you're not a huge fan of this kind of stuff, this mm -hmm. is a pretty approachable one, to be honest with it's you. It's not like it's you, you like got this huge hop bitter to it. It's just got a interesting, like you said, to that pecan shell uh, astringent bitter to the to the backbone of it. It makes me want to shave my tongue. No, see, it's not like that. It's not one of those pine cone beers. Because <laughs> I know what you're talking about, right? No, I, I was I was being a little over the top about that. No, I just I think honestly, I th I think it's unbalanced. I think it's got a lot of aftertaste, and I don't particularly care for the aftertaste. But it could be a little forgiven if it had a little more up front. But up front's not that interesting to me. So, um, so I'm not a big fan of that one. All right, well, we'll we'll balance the scales. You have honestly. to up your game, buddy. Well, no, we'll, we'll balance. We'll balance the scales here. I like it. You didn't care for it, and Will was right in the middle. So it's a, it's a try this one for yourself, I guess. You're talking about are, Will Goldilocks right, Brooks over here. <laughs> yeah. well, this one's just right. So, it's uh, from the Brick and Feather Brewery, uh, and they are out of Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. So. Uh, so a lot of interesting things happening in, in Massachusetts. Now, you know, of course, Sam Adams, one of the earlier craft breweries, yeah. uh, was in Massachusetts. And then 
harpoon fairly early in the uh, mm-hmm. in the whole thing and and then now there's just uh, clown shoes there's there's so many clown different shoes. interesting beers coming out of massachusetts i love those so, guys yeah yeah they are uh they are about as experimental. Well, yeah, want to talk about a company that will just try some different stuff. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll just, they don't even they don't even have to like have a good idea to try something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they'll just go for it. And sometimes they have wonderful, uh, uh, wonderful happy accidents. So um, let's move on to our next tequila, shall we? And we've already heard what it sounds like when it's open. So another thing about clown shoes is they're not afraid to name a beer. Like I mm-hmm. assume someone takes a sip and goes, "This one tastes like a half shark fighting a." <laughs> tyrannosaur and they're like well that's the name of our beer anyway, half <laughs> that's tyrann- the best way to describe it <laughs> yeah. flavor okay i love that that's kind of what this reminds me of it's kind of like a half shark fighting a tyrannosaur <laughs> maybe they should have gone with that instead of uh <laughs> positively crazy, 11th street crazy yeah. names <laughs> you like my beer can i ask a question about this tequila why does that one get the tall bottle mm. this is our newest tequila okay so this is brand new to our family. We brought this out a couple years ago. Because your Añejo was in a, a bottle this shape before, right? Yep. So the, okay. that's what it I'm still used to is. Being it still is. We still have the standard Añejo okay, in gotcha. that shape. This is just a new line extension. This is something very special we call Legend. Um, this is going to be a tequila. It's the Añejo category, but we're really dropping down the aging. So if you remember, we were 11 months for our Reposado, mm-hmm. 25 months for the Añejo, and this Cristalino's 25 months. Mm-hmm. We're dropping down to 14. But this will be the most oak forward one that but we it, have. But it's still an it still qualifies as an añejo at fourteen. Yeah, you it does. can you can smell like you can nose the oak oh. right off the top of this. Oh baby, you can smell how sweet it is, and you can smell the maple and the uh, the uh, vanilla. Oh, that's oh, good he brought out the oh, stave. Nice, nice. So, so this is our classic stave, right? We've toasted, charred it, but with this legend, we'll take this to another level. It's the only barrel we'll do this with. We'll cut deep grooves going horizontally. This will provide a deeper layer of tequila exposed to more oak, mm-hmm. and that's why we have such a exposed okay... to non-charred oak as well. So you pick up a lot of vanilla and so many different flavors, yeah, right? Yeah. We're getting really deep in the oak now, and we're able to produce our most oak-forward flavor with a significantly less aging. Um, this is a great cigar tequila for me. This is uh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, I, there's a butteriness to this, I, and I'm. It's not only buttery, but it is. So smooth and easy to drink. You talked about the Cristalino being uh, being smooth. This is really smooth. This is not smooth as a buzzword either. This is mm-hmm. like like smooth. Right. The yeah. smooth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Smooth. Lots 100%. of flavor, but smooth. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to adopt that. Uh, you know, every uh, every month or so, I change what I think is going to be the name of my autobiography once I ever write it. And I think I'm going now with Deep in the Oak. I really like Deep that. Deep in the Oak. <laughs> Deep in the Oak. Love the it. story of Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> sounds right, doesn't it? This is wonderful. Let me just say, what is this retail for? It runs about one fifty a bottle. Okay. Um, this tequila is a massive, massive fan with uh, Emmett Smith too. So if you're a Cowboys fan, this is one he loves to sip on. Yeah, uh, I'm not. He's surprised. one of those sports ball players. Yeah, well, he, is, he's, he does. But, but he <laughs> sips on this while he's playing dominoes. I guarantee you. <laughs> he's a dominoes fanatic, Emmett Smith. So, all right, I'm going to enjoy this during the entire break. I will not rush this. This, this is, is this is just yeah, this is absolutely delicious. wonderful. We'll be right back at Smoking a Toast. Welcome back at Smoking a Toast. Craft beer, fine spirits. 
And hand rolled cigars. You want to talk about <laughs> fine spirits? This is one of the finer Holy spirits cow. we've had on the show. This is absolutely amazing. We tasted this in the uh, last segment. I am it so It is your tequila this. añejo. But what's really interesting to me is that it's actually aged less years than uh, the uh, uh, the Cristalino that we just had. Yeah, that unique and barreling is what does it. It's re- it, it tastes like it's been aged for a very long time. It's so you know? wood forward. Yes, and I love that. Yeah, and this is just this is just this is why I fell in love with tequila. Is this type of of uh, of beverage right here? This type of of feeling that you give that you get when you take that sip and you like oh you think about the cigar that this would that this would match with and how awesome that is and this you said is around the 150 dollar yeah right mark. around there. is it something we can find fairly easy in retail Definitely. stores oh. it, it comes in a beautiful black box so it's typically in the lock box you might not see it on the standard shelf display so mm-hmm. look in the closed box but it'll be there we sell it all over so very yeah. readily available you know when i'm at specs they have the, the, in, the, in the lock box they have the really like interesting and and more expensive tequilas and whiskeys and stuff but at Walgreens, they do that with the toothbrushes. Yeah, so, right. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly how they figure out what needs to go in the lockbox. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it it is pretty cool though. Like one of the things interesting things about the lockbox though is if you if you're at like a Specs or or another uh, liquor store and they they have stuff in the lockbox and you ask them to come open it, don't you feel like you pretty much have to buy it then? Oh, that's like, how they get you with like, some of them, right? right? Like you've you've had them you've had them like come all the way <laughs> right. from the back now of the store made them with put the some keys. Effort into yeah. it. They've opened it up. They've handed you the bottle. They're standing there looking at you, going, oh, "So can I wrap that up for you?" And then you're like, uh, "No, I just wanted to see it." Now, you see that doesn't that doesn't work. You'd feel like an idiot if you did. They, that, they always so. send the busiest guy too, who just yeah. you just oh, yeah. look oh, like yeah. he's like in the weeds. Yeah, and you gotta completely Wayne in Wayne's world yeah. with the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You've completely screwed up his day by uh, by doing this. All right. So this beer we're about to taste. This is another one that I got at the Guadalupe Brewing Company when I was this there. This smells like breakfast. This, this is smells like hazelnut. Peanut butter it's, Texas honey ale. This smells like, like cereal. Like yeah, yeah, cereal. Everyone at the brewery was raving about this beer, and I had just I had already ordered mine. And so I wasn't going to order uh, anymore. This is, I was this is Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> this is like a, if it, you yeah. did a half and half bowl of Fruity Pebbles and Honey Nut Cheerios. Oh, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love Which it. I like, might this have to try smells now. so freaking good. Like, I, I'm almost afraid. You to... know what? It tastes as good as it smells. Does it really? Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Check it out. This That's... should be a candle. Oh, my gosh. Is that the most? Now, we've tried oh, some peanut butter things nice. before. That oh, we and the peanut butter just rolls out at the end. Yeah. That we haven't been a huge fan of, right? This is peanut butter done right. They they nailed this it. This is honey. You each choose these different beers, correct? What's that? You guys each choose a different beer. Yeah, well, well I, I chose these you for chose, today, but okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is a great choice. This is this is um this is like cereal mm-hmm. and and uh, honey right up front, and then when you swallow, you get bam that peanut butter just rolls out. So again, I, I'm going to just stress this point. This is not a brewery that has reached into commercial. Uh, you know, you can't go and buy this at the store. Holy um, cow! But if you are in the New Braunfels, Texas area, look up the Guadalupe Brewing Company. It is worth an afternoon. They have live music and stuff at night. You can go at night, but it's worth an afternoon. They have they have misters part. They have air conditioned rooms, so you don't have to sit out in the heat if you don't want to. Like it's it's just a really cool place. They have great pizzas, but their beer. I was so impressed. Yeah. I've been to like cool big city hip hipster breweries 
and that, not gotten, that the beer wasn't as yeah. good as everything I tasted at Guadalupe Brewing Company. So I, I got to give a big tip of the cap to him. And maybe this, and we this should is just, amazing. Maybe we should just road trip and just go do a show from there somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. You, I think you would really dig these people. This Texas uh, peanut butter, uh, peanut butter Texas honey ale. Mm. You got to order this if you unbelievable. go. Unbelievable! You got to. It's just absolutely. You, you've never tasted anything like it. It's uh, great. Seven point three percent too. I didn't mm-hmm. even suspect that when you're tasting yeah. it. You'd have no idea. Ham package five twenty six twenty three. Absolutely wonderful. I hope they wash their part hands. Part of part of why we do this show. This right? is so good. We'll be right back. We haven't done all the tequila we're going to do yet. Plus, it's almost time for drinking news. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting, our show all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. We really should print that out, Ian. The, I had to take my gator to the vet line, because often during the Drinking News song, we'll ask our, our guest uh, to provide that uh, that line on the song. And we should we should have it printed out so we can just what, say, read this. What we need is one of those signs in the background that says, applause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, things like, and yeah. one of the things that it says is, I had to take my gator to the Yeah, room. right. That'd be perfect. You can just like a digital sign, just show up. <laughs> just read it off the sign when it happens. We're talking, of course, about drinking news, the single most popular uh, segment of this program for reasons completely unknown to us. Uh, but here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is the segment of the show where we bring you a story that is from the news somewhere. It's not from a parody site. It was actually reported in legitimate news. Uh, Drinking news stories are often, although not always, about drinking, but they are always best enjoyed when you've been drinking. And certainly we have, because I still got a little bit of this peanut butter honey ale and a little bit of the hair. I did notice that I had been drinking a little bit. Yeah, so it's good to know. Uh, It's perfect for us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Drinking News. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for Drinking news. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I have to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Cheers. <laughs> well, our drinking news story today is uh, one that I hope you can relate to. How many times has this happened to you? You're in the middle of your job. You're doing your work. And all of a sudden you realize that no matter how much you might want to ignore it or put it off, the simple fact of the matter is that nature is calling. And it's not just number one. You realize that, like it or not, it's time for you to assume your place atop the royal throne. You could just try to hold it in. But that may not be such a good idea, according to Martin Vese, an honorary, honorary professor at the University of Newcastle. Putting off the urge, honorary even, yeah, putting off the urge to poop and slowing the bowel transit time may be associated with a higher risk of problems such as bowel cancer, diverticulosis, hemorrhoids, prolapse, and anal tears. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> We should. We could probably spend the rest of today's. Don't drinking you make news. my brown eye blue? What's that? We could probably just spend the rest of today's drinking news just trying to answer the question: What the hell are anal tears? <laughs> I've never even heard that that's a thing. 
Fortunately, upon reading <laughs> this information again, <laughs> fortunately, upon reading this information again, I realized that Dr. Vese was talking about anal tears, oh. not anal oh. tears. Now, neither of these sound like a good thing, uh, but I'm glad I don't have to worry about my badonkadonk starting to weep. Uh. So that could be quite embarrassing. But back to needing to drop a deuce while you're on the job. If your work has you on a deadline, this can be especially annoying, especially if your profession involves something that's difficult to interrupt. Like, say you're a TV newscaster or you're hosting drinking news or you're, you know, you give speeches for a living. You can't just stop the broadcast or the speech and say, sorry, folks, I know we're in the middle of this, but I have to take a break and unload some freight or maybe pardon me while I make a quick deposit at the porcelain bank. Uh, doesn't really work. Take the Browns to the Super Bowl. But what if your job, <laughs> I've heard that one, but what if your job, or let's say the way that you make your income is something else? What if your profession is burglary? Oh. Say you're robbing someone's home in the middle of the night and you suddenly need to use the big white telephone. Hey, man, sometimes nature doesn't call. Sometimes nature starts hollering. Yeah. <laughs> Do you grab a magazine and take the time to find the facilities at your uh, victim's house? That could be a good way to get caught, as the proverbial saying goes, with your pants around your ankles. The dilemma came knocking, just like a brown dog scratching at the back door recently, for a burglar who was on the job. Would you care to guess where? Oh, come on. <laughs> That's right. A Florida man. Florida man. A Florida burglar, actually, was in the middle of practicing his shady profession in Fort Myers recently when he became acutely aware of the need to launch a butt shuttle. Florida man. The unidentified man was caught on camera breaking into a Joe's Crab Shack in Fort Myers, where he stole multiple items, including a lot of alcohol, after squeezing in through a small window. Uh, so, okay, so so you answered a question I had. Like, first off, why would you break into a Joe's Crab Shack? Right. They have great bathrooms. <laughs> As you'll see, though, but if you're going to that wasn't part of his motivation. Okay, uh, I'm, okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of it. Yeah, yeah. So he, he <clears> was he stole a lot of alcohol and multiple other items after squeezing in through a small window. But when nature came calling before he was set to make his escape, rather than take the time to locate the restrooms, he wound up squeezing out. His calling guard, right there on the security camera, right there on the floor in the middle of the restaurant. <laughs> I know. Gross. Be <laughs> because, of course, he did, right? Yes, well. Because that, cause, Florida. Because, yeah, that's you what know, you This do. is a sign that he's been doing this a while. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to be it's pretty his, comfortable. His calling guard. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, after deploying the USS Brownfish, the Florida man made his getaway and is reportedly still at large. <laughs> Authorities there are looking for help in tracking the perpetrator down, and have posted <laughs> they posted the security video, video uh, footage on their Facebook page for you to watch in all of its pooptacular glory. Uh, while they do have the evidence that the thief left behind from his behind to test for DNA, officers are asking anyone who recognizes the Florida man to please contact them through social media or their offices in Fort Myers. Uh, thanks to the fact that he didn't take the time to locate the proper facilities, the perpetrator will not only be charged for what he took, but also for what he left. <laughs> which reminds for me- making a deposit. Which reminds me of the old George Carlin line about the incorrect language we use about the big number two, which I've edited for broadcast, but it went something like this. We're saying it all wrong. 
We don't take poops. We leave them. <laughs> George Carlin, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Yes, his, his language was yeah. more colorful. Reporting live from Florida, where I need to interrupt this broadcast so I can, you know, drop the kids off at the pool. <laughs> My name is Cruz, and that is your... Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. Cheers to that. Uh, yeah. I think I think we have scraped the bottom of the bowl, as it were. Uh, oh, with oh, this oh, I see what yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But there's proof that drinking news is always best if you have been drinking. We always say that, but there's proof. Right there's there. so many ways to say that yeah, too. The absolutely. Seal Team Six for a maritime. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, uh, there's, oh, there's plenty of them that I left out. Trust me. But I did like dropping the kids off at the pool. That was, that was, that was actually one of my favorites. Oh, man. All right. So we have gone on quite a Heridura uh, journey here on the program today. We started out with uh, the Blanco, enjoyed that very much. And then just it just kind of kept getting better and better from there. We just had what is going to be on my uh, Christmas list now, uh, the Heridura Legend this is a, a brilliant Añejo tequila. And now I'm going to find out that there's actually one. This is one, apparently the OG. Actually, here. one that sits above that, even. Yeah, the OG of Herdura tequila. And I got to bring you back my glass. And there you go. Uh, yeah. But this is your extra Añejo. Now, um, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, you said that the pricing on the this Añejo that we had, the legend, was around 50 bucks. Uh, I'm sorry, 150 uh, around 150 dollars. So, what is the extra? Uh, this super special one with the ultra cool, like rich person uh, topper. Uh, what is what does this one run for retail wise? Yeah, this decanter bottle will set you back about 350. Okay, um, depending on where you're getting it from. Sometimes I've, I have seen it go as low as 300, but this is our extra añejo. It is Selección Suprema. Um, we like to say at the distillery that if they made a law where we could only produce one tequila. Right, you could only make one type mm-hmm. forever again. This would possibly be the one because <laughs> it is exceptional. I'm just curious, how long have you had this bottle? I see I, we're, we're getting close to the end here. I've had this for a while because this is obviously a very <laughs> special bottle. Right, right. So occasions like this, special occasions, this is the time well, to enjoy and sip on. Well, cheers to all of yes. you, and we will we will try this. One. I'm, I'm like I'm almost afraid. This to is try it this. smells so good. I'm almost afraid to try it because I'm, I'm I know I'm going to love like it. You can uh, like on the nose on this, you can smell uh, how much more kind of refined, um, and how much more um, almost reserved this is right. in it some almost, ways. It almost feels like a, a, especially when you're when you're trying it on the nose, it almost feels like you're you're smelling a cognac. Uh, there's a there's or, a or, or, there's a slight chocolatiness to the nose that I'm well picking up, but it still has that little hint of onion that lets you know you are. You are uh, smelling a tequila. Yep. So this is 40 my mu- 49 months in a barrel. So This one, I don't get the... I don't. Maybe there's just a kiss of citrus on the tail end of the nose, but I, I'm not like the other ones. The other ones, you got the citrus a little more up front. At this point, we've been in the barrel for a very long time, there's so a, you'll lose a bit of that. Almost a tobacco-y note to the nose Correct. as well yeah. that I really And enjoy. you'll find that when you drink it, too. Uh, there's a little bit of that. Just It's just got this extreme richness to it. And and I don't mean that in a, oh. a, a way that that's off putting. It's more like oh, yeah. you just kind of melt. It's into endless. It, it kind of keeps oh. going. Yes. Yes. it's very complex. You almost can't. Every time I take a sip of this, I taste something new, and I think that's part of what I think is so special I, and unique. I'll about tell it. you, like the first things that hit my brain on is first off, chocolate. Like there's some mm-hmm. chocolate in here that uh, 
and it sounds weird in a tequila, but in the best possible way, like a like it, there's a butteriness. There's oh totally. Um, Do you get a lot of like cooking spices, buttery, yes, maple yes. cooking spices, yes. yes, all of the above. Sweet and delicious, Vanilla? and that tobacco note, like I was talking about, just a kiss of that. Um, the vanilla, I think, is very obvious in there. There's almost like a brown sugary kind of sweetness to mm -hmm. it in, in the best possible way. And something to think on, too, is we have in tequila world, we have two main types of agave. It's all the same plant. It's all the same species, the Blue Weber. But some are grown in the lowlands and some are grown in the highlands. Their soils are different. So stuff in the lowlands will be very earthy, vegetal, um, herbaceous, complex. And the mm -hmm. stuff from the highlands is typically light, fruity, and floral. So everything we make is an 80% lowlands and, that's and just, 20% highlands. And that's just based on the terroir, right? Just based on the terroir, mm -hmm. exactly. So we're very dominant in our lowland agave. That's where our distillery is, and that's kind of the core of it. So that's where a lot of your spices are coming from. The, the citrusy ending that everything else has, this has just the tiniest kiss of it, but it comes across as a little dryness. I think it marries a little bit with the wood, and, uh, and it, it just adds this little dryness and bitter to the very finish that's so satisfying it really is you I know love that dryness you know uh, i really feel like they should teach more of this in like high school because i would have been so much more interested in chemistry and farming and and so many of the the other yes. things that are you know studying soil and terroir that would have been so interesting to me to be able to apply it to things like this but you know, as a kid, I found those things kind of boring. Now I'm now I'm fascinated by it. You know, I wish I I wish I could go back and you know, really learn more about what is it about the soil in this one place that makes the uh, agave that grows there uh, come come out more citrusy and more floral. You know, for example. Uh, so uh, these things are fascinating to me, but. Um, but that, that's probably getting into the weeds a little bit. But I love that stuff. Well, you know, we run into that with cigars a lot, too, because mm -hmm. like uh, totally. you can generalize some things. If you're going to have a Nicaraguan cigar or a Honduran cigar or Dominican cigar, there are some basic differences in the in the notes. Yes, and that's absolutely. from that same thing. And, and certain kinds of, of wrapper uh, leave to certain things. If you remember when you and I were in Honduras and they gave us cigars and we, we lit them and started smoking them. And then they let their one of their guys put another leaf around the outside of it, it that changes was like the profile, a Corojo yeah. leaf and it changes the whole like flavor. As soon as, that, as, soon could, as the fire hit it, it was like... Kind of like I talked about in my cigar, yeah. when it got from the front end, which is more mild, and moved into the back end, I could tell immediately now, the change. I have a little inside information. You're such an agave uh, uh, nut that you actually have a bunch of plants. I do. I've been growing a bunch of agave at the house. We've been propagating and That's doing so some cool. stuff from seed and, and growing it. it up. So you never know. Maybe we'll have to make our own little spirit one day on the show I, if we can get it this, there. I have this really big aloe vera that I call the Kraken because it looks like a... a, a <laughs> it just big, keeps going. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I, I often think when I look at him, you're, you're like a second cousin to the agave plant. I wonder if I could grow an agave plant on my balcony. <laughs> oh, you definitely could. Yeah. We're in a great part of the country for it. You can grow a lot of varieties here. And they're not dissimilar in that the agave plant's babies will kind of just come off from the bottom of it and grow oh, out. So see, that's yeah. what you do. If you see it on the side of the street, next time you see a little baby plant, just pull that right out of the ground. Where do I see an agave plant on the side of the street? <laughs> what city are you living in? They're everywhere. You tell me agaves everywhere? Yeah, we've we got agaves all over Houston. You'll see them all over the place, especially near the highways, too. Yeah. yeah? Okay. I, I got I to gotta become more... Observant. Because I'm going to send I, you all my spots that I like to do, go get them from. I totally want to grow an agave. <laughs> I really do. Like, I've had such great luck with the Kraken. I, I got this plant. Actually, it was uh, Adam and his wife. When they moved to D.C., back when Adam went from being the uh, 
engineer on the show to being our producer in the sky. Um, they had a handful of plants that they couldn't you know, take with them. And uh, we, we took them over and the Kraken was about this big and he was leaning sideways. I repotted him. He's huge now. He's like, he looks almost like an agave plant. He's so big. Amazing. So oh. I really, I really want to grow an agave plant. You got to send me the locations where I can find them. I will. In fact, I've go. got a couple that just got brought out of the ground recently. So maybe we can get those over to you oh, and you I'm can totally, have a go at it. I'm totally going to dig that up. That's I'm so awesome. excited about this. I'm going to grow one and then you and I will get together and we'll make some tequila. What do you say? I like it. We got a plan. <laughs> if it tastes anything like this, we're geniuses. That's all I have to say. <laughs> what you guys this doing? Amazing. Mashing the pina. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a drinking news story. Uh, we'll be right back. It's uh, smoking and toasting. Welcome back at Smoking and Toasting. This show is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, and apparently a few other things. Uh, agave plant, uh, for example. Agave. I'm really, really excited. Uh, really excited. All right, so uh, Will uh, Will Brooks is here. He is uh, the tequila uh, brand ambassador for Herradura, and uh, we really appreciate you bringing all these wonderful and amazing tequilas in. Uh, they have all been very good, all of them. And, and you know, a lot of times... I, I want to say this because I think it's important. In in a world where there's so many like boutique brands that in pop a world up around, so many boutique brands, <laughs> but it, it can be easy to overlook the brands that you've always heard of, that you've always known, and uh, it, it's so great to to have a refresher on just how really really good your tequilas are. I mean these are these will stand up against any Johnny Come Lately tequila oh, yeah. brand that's out there and and uh, probably and at way a more better realistic than, probably way a more realistic than the vanity project. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I haven't tasted the Rocks tequila, but I know it's supposed to be the fastest selling out of the shoot uh celebrity I mean, product. The ever, Rocks pretty charismatic and yeah, he does the he's whole got a few like, things going you know, for the muscly yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah, he does, but chest thing. Yeah, but at least he doesn't act. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen his movies. He's definitely not acting. Yeah. No, that's just the way he yeah, is. Yeah, that's just the way he is. It's kind of well. Schwarzenegger was that way, so I guess it works. For I him, mean, so. he he's better at not acting and being good at it than yeah. uh, Seagal was. Well, the, every I'm better than Seagal was. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, uh, you brought a mystery beverage for us though, as well. Mystery Usually we do the mystery beverage in the first beverage. segment. But we're doing it in the last one here now. Anything you want to tell us about this before we try it? Yeah, I will lend you a little something. This is um, from Herodura. This is our silver tequila okay. originally. But we've done something, Ooh. or I should say, I've done it. something kind of fun to it. And yeah. I want to see if you're picking Can that I up. Can I tell you what I think it is? Yeah, please. Corn tortilla. <laughs> what do you think? It smells like a corn tortilla It does to me. smell like a corn tortilla. It's got that certain masarina smell to it. Well, good sir, we haven't even tasted this yet. That's the nose. I haven't, yeah, haven't tasted it at all. Yeah. All right. So let's try it. Oh, corn tortilla. <laughs> nailed it. Huh? Is it. Is it really corn tortilla? Yeah, he's nailed it. Right, Absolutely so, nailed it. First, it's so, so good. How did you infuse it? So I took a sous vide and I took a fresh masa corn tortilla that was a really nice one I got locally at a restaurant and. Uh, I took that, broke it up, put about 14 ounces of tequila in the sous vide bag. We did this at uh, 155 degrees for about two and a half hours. Oh, so last Tuesday? Yeah. Outside? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> exactly. You just, you exactly. just left it on yep. the patio. Didn't even, didn't even need the, the sous vide, man. Just <laughs> left it outside. But no, we were talking about Roberto Rivas earlier. He got me into some of this stuff, and we had been playing with sous vide, and he's done corn 
in different stuff before. So I kind of like wanted to figure this out too and see what we could come up with, and that's well, what we got. Ian, you nailed it. Uh, with, it, it, with it I like I, I, the funny thing is nailed while it. you guys were talking, I was nosing and I was like, I know that smell, mm -hmm. and then I finally got it. <laughs> It makes me want. Uh, it, it makes me want tacos. Mm -hmm. so I, grew, I, grew I bet up, this would be amazing. I grew up on corn tortillas, and then uh, sometime around like my later high school years, I discovered like the joy of flour tortillas, mm -hmm. and it was all flour for me for like a while. Recently, though, I've, I've kind of segged back to the corn because this taste, this flavor, I am. You can't go wrong with this. I am not one or the other i like flour tortillas with certain things like corn yeah, they have tortillas. their place right yeah, yeah. corn yeah. tortillas like you can't do a fish taco with a flour tortilla mm -hmm. that's just mm -hmm. something's wrong about that you know what no, i mean you need the yeah. corn yeah for sure but then sure. I, I do think also that corn tortillas can be a little strong for certain things but i would say this though, makes me want to go get pastor like oh, right away yeah. totally but i would say though i don't think this would have been nearly as good with flour tortillas I, I don't know. We got to do that. Maybe let's see what I, happens. I don't know. But the corn tortillas. is. There's a bakery so by my house, El Boyo, that makes flour tortillas fresh. And Every they day. are. Yeah. That's the tortillas I brought when we oh, did our show. Oh, for the anniversary show. Yeah. So good. All right. So here's the plan. We're going to grow our own uh, agave. We're going to make our own tequila. And then we're going to try it with flour tortillas. That's we are. The plan. That's the plan. And, you know, I want to also leave you with a this quick is, recipe, We're playing the too. long game here. Yeah, exactly. This might be a while. But, <laughs> right. but no, if you take two ounces of this tequila, we you can sous vide your hair to a silver home take two ounces of that an ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice half ounce of agave nectar you now have a corn margarita that is like utilizing three of the most nice. agriculturally important ingredients yeah. in mexico yeah. and i it's bet beautiful. that's amazing it's so it tasty it's a lot I of fun it is uh, as we wrap up the show one thing i uh, you reminded me just now i said earlier i was going to give everybody my uh my tip for if you're making a margarita with margarita mix how to make it better and it's really simple Whatever margarita mix you use, uh, and I, I have a favorite, uh, if you're going to use a mix, use Nina's Natural. It's my favorite. Uh, they also make a really good margarita syrup at Specs that's under their house brand that you can use. But the most important thing you can do, whatever mix you might have you know, been forced to use in whatever situation, is always squeeze your own fresh lime. Even if the lime is oh. in that margarita mix, if you squeeze your own fresh lime, you will make a better mix margarita in fact sometimes you won't be able to tell the difference between that and something where you used all fresh ingredients so yes. oh yeah. i thought you were going to tell us to double the tequila oh that's that's just <laughs> that's a given that's the margarita rule yeah that's the margarita <laughs> rule it's I, not a tip. I assumed you were already not doing a tip that. not a hack we will see you next week on smoking and toasting have a great week my friends until next time cheers y'all <laughs>